Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Alberton. Sorry for the late podcast this week. It's been a hectic week. I'm actually recording this early Saturday morning, uh, Friday night, coming back from practice um, <clears throat> outside of Graham, going back to Maryville, and I had a deer with my car. So that's something I had to deal with, um, late practice and everything. So it's just been a long, long day between work, practice, hitting a deer, um, other stuff I had going on. So sorry this is coming at you a little bit late. But a lot of stuff's happened this week in 8-man. Not just the state semifinals happening today, if you're listening to this on Saturday, as we have Drexel at Mount Saints, the game I'm going to be at, and then North, then Pattonsburg at um, Southwest Livingston. So both games, very exciting to see how they all play out. Um, I'm excited to see how they play out. Um, not going to make a prediction for the drexel Mountain City game, because I'm calling it, so I want to try to stay as neutral as possible. But from what I'm hearing from people around the state, Mountain City is the favorite in that one. I mean, the number three team in the state, Drexel's number 10. Drexel's a good team, though. Jacob Coffey, the running back, freshman, 1,400 yards. He's a very good football player. Um, Mountain City, the three-headed monster in the backfield between Papa, Hopkins, and um, George are very good back there. That'd be tough to stop. Top two scoring defenses in the state going at each other. Uh, Drexel, 18 points per game. Mountain City, 18.3. Livingston, they're allowing 24.7. Then Pattonsburg, they are 21st, allowing 47.3 points per game. Again, Livingston, they are fourth in scoring defense. Uh, scoring offense, Pattonsburg first, averaging 77.6 points per game. Uh, next highest is Livingston at three, averaging 58.2. Mountain City at nine, averaging 49.5. And then Drexel at 14th, averaging 43.5. So. That's a little bit of a difference between each one of them. Uh, the points differential, Livingston actually leads the four teams that are left, 33.5. Uh, Pattonsburg is fourth in the state, 30.4. Mound City, actually 31.2, is third in the state. And then Drexel is plus 25.5. So something to look forward to in each one of those. I am actually leaning towards Pattonsburg still over Livingston. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game, though. I don't think Livingston can stop Pattonsburg, but I also don't think Pattonsburg's defense is good enough to stop Livingston either. So, <laughs> I'm just going with Pattonsburg. I'm trusting my gut. Anderson and Will Height will put up huge numbers in this one. Should be fun over there in Ledlow. Fireworks going off all night long. Um, I guess all afternoon long. Game starts at 1 o'clock, I believe, <clears throat> over there in Ledlow. So, very excited for that. Um, and in my game, I'm excited to see what Drexel brings. I'm excited to see... How Coach Dean has the Bobcats playing in this one um, against Mount City, who is the only team left who has won a state title eight man. So uh, Drexel, um, very interesting team, first year in eight man since dropping down ten and two, um, just beat undefeated six rank Absalom City last week on the road sixty five to six, while Mount City beat undefeated East Atchison on the road last week, number one team in the state forty eight to twenty six. So two teams coming off big wins. Um, one thing I want to say here, uh, Drexel, that was their first win against a ranked opponent all year. Uh, sorry, second win. They did beat number six, Oric, on the road in week number three. So they got two top ten wins on the season while Mound City, they lost to Livingston in week four, East Atchison in week six. And then in the last two weeks, they've beaten North Andrew and East Atchison on the road. So a couple of ranked wins there for Mound City. Uh, a little tougher schedule there for the Panthers, I think, in this one so far. So... We'll see. Coach Staniford, second season now. Uh, still just two losses. He's 23-2 and two as the coach over there in Mountain City. So I expect Mountain City to be rearing to go. It should be a very, very fun and um, interesting football game. Um, 
That's all I'm going to really say about that uh, for now. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to 97.1 The Ville tomorrow, uh, 97.1 FM. Uh, for that game, we will have it on the big station this time with Maryville being out. Um, I'm getting up to the big leagues there for the semifinals. So should be fun. Mountain City's defense, um, very good. I love their six-man front. We'll see what Drexel does to combat that. Drexel, uh, they like to run a little bit of a spread rushing attack. They don't throw the ball a whole lot. Uh, they like to spread it out and run the ball with Ethan Irvin, the quarterback, and then Jacob Coffey, the running back there um, in the backfield. So we'll see what happens there. Um, very interested to see how that kind of works out. I saw Drexel's first half against Appleton City. It's all i got to watch. But they look pretty good there on film. So they look they're pretty athletic, decent size. So uh, I think they're better than last year's Orc team that lost to Mountain City. This Mountain City team is not quite as good as last year's state title team. Uh, but Mountain City is going to be very good. They're probably the favorite to win state right now. So we'll see what happens. Um, and one thing I want to get to um, – it's just eight-man growing. I know the semifinal games are important, and I want to emphasize those kids a lot, uh, but I'll get to more of those games after they happen tomorrow. Um, but, man, eight-man has grown a lot. So I went back and looked. 2011, there were 19 eight-man schools, then 22, 22, 21, 21, 23 in 2016. There was 24 in 2017. 2018, there was 22. Last this year, 27. Next year, we are already up to 32 teams in eight man. Um, so that's one thing I want to say. Already up to 32. Um, look, see if I can find a list real quick of the teams that are dropping down. Archie, Jasper, uh, Keatsville is adding football. Santa Fe and now uh, Schuler County. I've all added eight man football in 2020. Um, I'm hearing other schools um, considering it. Uh, schools that I'm hearing are considering it but have not made a decision yet, so I don't want to say that they should or shouldn't or whatever because each school is a little bit different. Um, but Crestridge did announce they're having a meeting on Sunday uh, weighing the options of moving down to eight-man. Crestridge in the same uh, conference as like Oric and Santa Fe and Wellington Napoleon. Um, let me see here. Um... I could see Knox County and Paris. If they both drop down, Scotland County could all go down. So that'd be three more teams if if Knox and Paris decide to go. Um, trying to think who else over there. Um, so that's all over there in Northeast Missouri. Uh, the I-70 Conference and 11-man, a lot of those teams are looking to go down. You've already seen Santa Fe um, declare to go down. Oric came down a couple years ago. Other teams in that conference, Crestridge is talking about it. Concordia is talking about it. I uh, heard St. Paul Lutheran, Sweet Springs, Wellington Napoleon of all consider it. Um, the initial thing that I got was Crestridge and Lone Jack would stay eight-man, but Crestridge, with them weighing the options um, on Sunday, that could be really interesting if they decided to, look, to drop down. And if that pretty much the whole conference was eight-man, it would be very interesting. Um other teams, um, from what I hear, Concordia is probably going to drop. They're, that's what they're looking for um, with St. Paul Lutheran and Sweet Springs could follow closely behind. So we'll kind of see what happens um, there. But if all this happens, we could be up to 40-some teams next year in eight-man. If that does happen, look at Class 5 and how they structure things. They, they structure it so where it's 
eight districts of four to five teams, depending on how many teams we have in the state with it. Instead of four districts of eight, you'll have, um, if it goes over 32, which right now it's at 32, so if one more school drops down, you will see districts be a little bit different next year. Um, so very interested to see how that kind of happens um, next year. Um, try to find what else I have here. Um, so yeah, I was really surprised that Schuler decided so early to drop down, um, but glad they did. They are looking for teams to schedule next year, so if some of the teams are looking to schedule a little bit different, um, that can happen. Um, I will say that the 275 is right now preparing for Southwest Livingston to leave the conference and form a conference uh, down south with teams um, like Oric and Norman Harden Central. I'm guessing Northwest Hughesville, probably Bramer are going to try to join that conference as well. Um, and if, I think they're called it the Arrow Rock Conference or something. Arrowhead, I don't remember what it's what exactly they were going to call it, but something like that down there. Uh, those teams to cut down some travel time there in conference play, which makes sense. Southwest Livingston didn't really make geographical sense in the 275. I mean, it's a two and a half hour trip from Turkey or Rockport all the way to Livingston. It's a long trip for for a conference game. And with Schuler County, maybe Knox, maybe Parrish dropping down to eight man, that gives North Shelby some closer home games as well. So. Very interesting to see how it goes down. Um, but if we get to 38, 40 teams, 8-man will double from 2018 to 2020. And that's just crazy to me. It's almost like these teams kind of saw, like, hey, there's a lot of pride. Like, hey, we still play 11-man football. But then you look over and you see Oric, who was bad for a lot of years there, 11-man, come down and make a, make a state semifinal. You see North Shelby drop down. And this year, they made a district championship game, and they beat the number one team in the state at one point this year. Um, and they've had a lot of success. You've seen Appleton City and Drexel drop down. Appleton City went undefeated. Drexel won a district championship. I mean, all these things kind of happen. These teams kind of look up like, wait a second, what's the whole point of this? If we have 18 kids out, and we can't scrimmage during practice for 11-man, but we drop down to 8-man, we can scrimmage. We have a better chance to stay healthy. We have a better chance to be competitive. It's just better for the kids because we can keep football in general. I mean, it just makes sense at this point uh, for teams like that to drop down. Um, I know I follow Chris Dewar over. He's over there in the northeast part of Missouri. Um, and he has some interesting thoughts. Let me see if I can find his Twitter account. Um Trying to see what he said. Um, this is earlier today. I've done a lot since I've seen this. He tweets quite a bit too. I I tweet as well a lot, so it happens. Um, still going through here. One second. Um, um, trying to see here because he talked a lot about some of the other um, teams up there in northeast Missouri um, um, let's 
Sorry, this is taking a while now. Um, so here it is. Um, he said, if you're Scotland County or Knox County and the Lewis and Clark Conference crumbles, do you do two things? Do you try to join the emo or the Canon conferences or go eight man and get good really fast? Uh, he called it the North Shelby effect. I think that's a great way to name it there. Um, cause once he saw Shuler County went down, um, he knows there's a couple other names that are considering the move as well. And that conference, uh, might just dissipate. Um, it's definitely interesting to kind of see what goes through that. Um, and I'm very interested to kind of see what happens in that part of the state. Um, because as I've said this before, with eight man, the team that's the farthest south to ever win a state title is DeKalb, which is around St. Joe. The team farthest east, I believe, is Worth County. I mean, it's just Northwest Missouri that has won a state title in eight man. No one else doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't happen outside of those two teams. So out of outside of Northwest Missouri, it just hasn't happened. That could change this week, this year, of course, with. Um, Someone like a Pattonsburg would be the farthest east now. There's, there's a little bit farther than Worth County. Um, you would have Southwest Livingston would probably be the farthest one south um, and east a little bit. So, I mean, if we look at past champions, it goes South Holt, North Nottoway. Nottoway, this goes all the way back to 1988. So, South Holt, North Nottoway, Nottoway Holt, Nottoway Holt. South Holt and South Nottoway tie. South Holt and North Andrew tie. Ties are dumb. Uh, Fairfax, Worth County, North Andrew, North Andrew, Worth County, Mountain City. Worth County, Worth County, DeKalb in 2002. Then you had Mountain City, South Holt, Mountain City, St. Christian, Worth County, Mountain City, Mountain City, Mountain City, Worth County, Stanbury, North Andrew, North Andrew, Stanbury, North Andrew, Worth County. And then last year it was Mountain City. So as you can tell, a lot of Mountain City and Worth County is in there as they both have seven state titles now. Um, and Mount City going for number eight this year, which would be the most in eight-man. North Andrew has six. South Holt has four. Uh, Stanbury has a couple in there as well. So that's just the way it is right now. I mean, DeKalb is the farthest one south. So very interested to see how that all kind of works itself out. Uh, Southwest Livingston, um, I think they didn't make a state championship game. Yeah, they made it in, in 1990. They lost to Nottoway Holt by 37, so, um, other teams, I guess, to make a state title, you want to count in here, uh, starting early back, Miami, who is now cool up with Drexel, so Miami in 88, DeKalb, Ludlow, South Nottoway, you have the two ties, then North Andrew, North Andrew, Fairfax, South Holt, DeKalb, North Andrew, Mountain City, Miami again, back in 2001, that's probably the closest a team, um, out of Northwest Missouri has come to win it. They lost 48-40 to in 2001 to Worth County. So that was pretty close. King City lost it in 2002 to DeKalb by four points. North Andrew, Worth County, sorry, North Andrew. Christian, then Worth County, Worth County again. Norman Harden Central lost in 07. That game was not close, though. 70-7, to uh, Worth County won that. Um, then Christian, 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 three times in a row. Uh, Mountain City. Lost it. The North Angel lost it. Stanbury, Stanbury, North Andrew. Stanbury, Sacred Heart, two years ago, lost by 30. Uh, lost by 43. 
to Worth County. That was Worth County's closest game that year. Worth County was so good that year. Um, and then last year, Worth County lost it. So, as you can see, it's still a lot of Northwest Missouri teams. You've seen a couple of teams there with um, Norbert, with Harden Central and Miami sneak in there, Sacred Hearts that one year. Um, but it's Northwest Missouri dominated this. So if we see a lot of expansion here, and you see teams from down south, you saw Oric last year with a chance to go to the state title. You see Drexel this year with a chance if they upset Mound City. Uh, you got Ludlow and Pattonsburg have a chance this year to break into that that mold a little bit. So I'm very curious to kind of see how it works, um, how it happens, um, and everything. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, with it all. I am glad teams are starting to wise up and drop down. We're like, hey, instead of beating our head against this wall against teams who are nearly twice our size with much better rosters than us, why not just drop down to eight-man, compete, give our kids a chance to be competitive, and be successful? It just makes so much more sense. It just does. Um, and I know it can be a hard thing to swallow there, a pill to swallow there. If like, But we're an 11-man team. We play real football. You know what? Eight-man is real football. And I know I have a skewed view of this because growing up at Norway Holt, we played eight-man football. I mean, we started playing eight-man football in 88 when it started or whatever. I mean, we've been playing eight-man football for a long time. I mean, they won the third and fourth state titles in eight-man. Before I was born, I was born in 95. So eight-man football has been my whole life pretty much, Northwest Missouri. So we'll kind of see what happens with everything here. Um, so as I said, Mountain City, they're going for state title number eight. Um, and it's also going to be there if they win – on set, if they win today, um, it'll be their tenth state title appearance, which is only behind. It's now it would be tied with Worth County, who is seven and three in state titles game, and behind North Andrew, who is six and six in state title games. So, those three teams, I mean, they're all here: in Northwest Missouri, North Andrew, Mount City, Worth County. Uh, you can almost book it every year. They're in the state title game, and Stanbury, they've won um, nearly a hundred games this last decade. So. They have been very successful, especially this last decade or two. So, just didn't have all the state titles to go with it. Because um, they can't run into Worth County or North Andrew. So, just kind of the way it is. Um, very curious to see if any team from outside Northwest Missouri can break into that elite club in that glass house. So, um, thanks to everyone who follows the Moate Man football account. I do not remember how many followers we have now on that one. Um, but it's going great. Um, trying to find it here. Um, up to 1,116 followers. So, pretty good there. Um, if we get up to 1,500, that'd be amazing. And I think it's going to happen, too. The more of these schools dropping down and they see the content that we post on there, more and more people will start following it because they see that we do cover all things Missouri eight-man football scores, standings, rankings, stats, and movement along the move among the state teams. So um, that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you guys tune in ninety seven one The Ville tomorrow um, at one forty five for the game. So have a lot of fun there. I'm gonna miss the Bearcat game tomorrow as they're playing Harding in the playoffs, but I can cover eight-man football, so that's pretty fun. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry if I sound a little nasally. 
something caught my throat. I don't know what it is, but it is what it is right now. So that's what I got for you guys. Let's get through this week, and then we'll have Thanksgiving, and then a state title game. We'll have a new champion in eight-man, and I cannot wait. Thirteen, sorry, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 30. The 32nd state championship eight-man team in mission history. So we're ready for that one. 32nd champion will be announced in two weeks. I believe the state title game is, on a, is at 11 o'clock in the morning, which is brutal. Whoever made that decision, I don't like you. So there's that. I will be in Columbia for that state title game, though. So I am so ready for that. Um, that's all I got for you guys. You guys have a great Saturday. Enjoy the game. Stay warm. Stay safe. Don't hit any deer like I did on Friday night. Um, I'm fine. Cars, not really. Uh, banged up hood, grill, passenger headlight out, passenger side mirror destroyed. Um, but I'm fine. Got Dad's truck for now. So I'll see you guys over at Mountain City. Uh, 97 won the Ville. Tune in for the game. Drexel at Mountain City. The other semifinal starts at 1 o'clock. And that is Livingston hosting Pattonsburg. Um, I'm still hoping for a Mountain City Pattonsburg State Championship game. I did not get it last year, even though I wanted it. Hopefully, to get it this year because I want to see Will Height in person against Mountain City. But if not, I'll get to see Mac Anderson versus Mountain City again. And that's always fun as well. So, either way, a lot of talent, eight man this year. So excited to see. Um, you got a lot of talented kids. I mean, if you just off the top of my head, you'd have Anderson, Neptune for Livingston, two guys who are super talented that I always mention, uh, Will Height, Cowley, Emig, Eaton, all over there. Um, uh, Cook over there. There's a lot of good players over there at Pattonsburg. Um, Mount City with Papa, the really good quarterback. He's a stud. Uh, Dylan George, CJ Hopkins are both studs as well. Um, Tony Osborne, a pretty good receiver there for Mount City, too. They don't throw the ball a whole lot, but when they do, he's usually open. Uh, and then Caden Messer and Blake Hayes are monsters on their defensive line. They they just penetrate so well there at Mount City. It's fun to watch. Um, and then Drexel, they have a pretty good squad over there as well. They're pretty young, though. I mean, they only have a few seniors. Um, only three seniors. Two of them are starters um, in Kerr and Gilbert. Gilbert's a pretty good player there uh, for them. And then their best players, Ethan Irvin and Jacob Coffey, probably in my opinion right now, uh, junior and freshman. So a bunch of sophomores as well. They're a very talented team, 10-2 and two in their first year in eight-man. Um, look forward to meeting Coach Dean tomorrow. That's what I got for you guys. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow after the games for Straight Up Sports.